eliminate the unbelievable of God's word and believe in life. You know what humanity is to take God's word as tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I'm Pastor Adubu God bless you. And write everything down. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are sensitive to these things. We are very careful about these things. When it comes to ministry, and it's called, that thing is just called order. It's called order. That's why I'm very particular about order. Me, order. That's how I was trained back in the day. I was trained order. That is order. Everything decently and what in order. The way I was trained, one seat must not, you must not be occupying a seat. And one seat in front of you is free. That's how I was trained. You cannot, you are not trained like that. Ah, in those days, they went as much as, as far as to say that God cannot flow without order. Well, we know that's not true. But the truth is that there's something about order. Do you get? There are some things that maybe are not in the Bible like that. But there's something about order. When people are orderly, do things orderly, come on time, all those things. They're orderly. Things are set up. Things are working. Things are smooth. We are moving. There's something about such, a, such an environment that trumps other things when, when there's disorder. Amen. So today, we're going to be looking at a very interesting topic. <laughs> I've been feasting on this all week, and my Twitter handle has been flying. It's been flying. I love this topic. What? <laughs> I love this topic. <sighs> and it is called... There are several names. Casting out devils. How to mess up the devil. How to flog Satan. How to whip that dog. You know what I'm saying? Different things. <laughs> We're talking about Satan, Sha. Satan is our topic for today. And as I was saying yesterday when I went to minister, I said that the only reason Satan is even entering our conversation is because we want to flog him. That's all. That's, he's not worthy of mention. Someone said that it's, even a, it's, it's almost like a sin to even put a personal pronoun to it, like a he. Say he. Him. <laughs> no. He, he doesn't deserve to be a him. He should be part of it. The it category. Who is it? I know it is. Uh-huh. It's a dog, amen? It's a dog. <laughs> and it's been defeated, amen? Glory to God. He's been whipped. Satan is the easiest guy to deal with in Christendom. Him and everything concerning him, they're the easiest. Whether it's witchcraft, whether it's wizardry, whether it's acts, whatever it is, as long as it's Satan, know that it's the easiest thing. If there's a sickness in a person's body, you know there are different kinds of sicknesses. Sickness can come as a result of a person's carelessness. You can be careless and Satan takes that. Not even Satan. Satan doesn't have to be there. You can be careless, take something into your body and be sick, right? For example, go and drink jig or drink bleach or something. You can get sick and Satan is not involved. Maybe he's the one that inspired you to drink it. Amen. And you listened. But he's not involved in that kind of thing. What's his business? But yet, are sick. So, not everything, not every problem in the world is Satan. 
Satan doesn't have to do everything. Some people say Satan is in every single thing. No. Some sickness are caused by your foolishness. Akpo in the morning, Akpo in the afternoon, Akpo at night. You will get sick. Bread in the morning, bread in the afternoon, bread at night, you will get sick. Or if you are like me back in the Indomie in the morning, Indomie in the afternoon, back in school, I always tell the story of how I used to alternate my Indomie. So I had a carton of Indomie because things were hard. You know what I'm saying? And let me just tell you the truth. If you ever made a pledge to God, I say I will drop everything. Go and buy, carry some money from the morning and go and buy Indomie first. <laughs> and then go and give the rest as pledge. Because that Indomie will sustain you. So that you, have to, you don't have that trust in God. <laughs> Where will my next meal come from? Buy a of Indomie. Let me teach you. Buy a crate of eggs. Yeah, buy a crate. Cut of Indomie, crate of eggs. Uh, buy, if you're like me, buy maybe... Abi, who's it what? <laughs> okay, he's talking about the lady in the cafeteria and everything. But we're just talking about a straight Indomie diet. So, maybe sardine geisha, uh-huh. stuff like geisha, I used to do geisha. And some other weird stuff like ketchup. Yeah, I'm one of those weird guys. But, we used to alternate it. So, you may eat Indomie in the morning, Indomie like that, just eat it. In the afternoon, come back, add sardine. The night, me do the egg, you know what I'm saying? Then once in a while, I put the ketchup. You know, that's, that's how we survived. <laughs> School made us creative, you know. Glory to God. So, yeah, yeah, so you keep on taking that kind of thing and you'll get sick. Satan not involved. But guess what? When we hear that Satan is involved, ah, you get to dance. You know why? It's the easiest thing to do. It is easy. If you say sickness, What's causing the sickness? Satan. Ah! I have a bank account full of devils I've cast out. If you say ulcer, eh? I know that one is Satan straight. How do you also know it's Satan? Those ones that refuse to go. Because the way the body is designed, the body is designed to recover by itself. That's the way the body is designed to, it's designed to recover. It has things God puts in to recover by itself. So when you refuse to recover by itself, no Satan is inside. Is involved. Cancer, cancer, cancer. It's cancer, Jesus. I don't break. I can't remember. I can't remember the person. Hey, cancer, cancer. Not the funny thing. Headache might not even be Satan. It may not be Satan. And cancer is Satan. In your mind, headache is easier. But I say no, cancer is actually easier. Why? Because it's a devil. Because you have what authority over a devil. When it comes to healing the body, healing the body has a lot to do with releasing power into the body. And that power goes and begins to repair the body. Since there are things that God already puts in the body that can naturally repair itself, healing, go, healing power goes in there and begins to walk through those things and repair the body. It's natural. So, that's why I say you lay hands, you can even recover. So, because sometimes it will take time. Body begins to repair. Power goes in and begins to repair the body. That's healing. But when it comes to a devil, and the devil is in that person, and the devil is the one does, he's just making sure the body doesn't repair itself and keeping the pain there. That's the devil. You have authority. So say, hey, hey, hey. clear. The moment the, the moment the devil is gone, bam. That instant, the person is fine. You don't waste time. That's like stuff like, stuff like cancer is cheap. Very, very it's cancer. You say, Oh, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice. You know, I was meditating on the word just a few days ago, and this thing 
there's actually a case of cancer. My son had cancer and was a while well, because my consciousness of, consciousness of healing was not really where it should be. I was just delaying it. It happens to us too. I just delay and tell her, I'll pray later, I'll pray later. I just, I'll pray later. But that day I was just on the word and I was listening to a teaching just to remind myself. And the thing just said it again. Now, if it's a devil, it's easy. I said, the thing just jacked me. I said, what? Bring for bring for me. I called the guy. I said, that, your, you say your cousin. I called, I said, I said, I'm not in the hospital with her. I said, I said, well, I'm going to rebuke it over the phone there. I rebuked that devil. Later I called the cousin, rebuke the devil. Someone I was scheduled to go into chemotherapy. I rebuked the devil right there. The next morning I called the person, how are you? How is it going? The way the person voice and I said, is this person I just prayed for? She was full of life and eating. In fact, my friend, my disciple went down to visit her and said she had eaten three wraps of fufu by herself. Dangerous people. Three wraps. Of course, again, some people hold the record of six. But let's leave that. Amen. <laughs> Dangerous. Because it's cheap. Once it's a devil, if it's a devil, rejoice. Rejoice. Amen. <laughs> they are so easy to mess up. That's what used to deal with devils. Ah. There was a time when I would just get very sad. Just go for a while. No devils to cast out. I'm like, what's going on? Am I a Christian anymore? Am I saved? Because there's no devil to cast out. Because devils need to be cast out. Someone said it like this: that there's no devil in heaven. So you don't get a second chance to cast them out. Amen. And of course, there's a typical person who is afraid of them. Typical Christian. That is an apology if you are afraid of devils. But like I was telling, I went to secondary school yesterday and I was preaching. And I said, I, I'll tell you why I'm afraid of devils. It's just information. Your fear of devils comes from information. What you have heard. All this stupid African folklore. And let me even say this. Sometimes, even some of the parts of the body of Christ who don't have understanding of some of these things. So they come and tell you different ones. Ah, they said there's one called the marine kingdom. And there's this other kingdom. There's all those different kingdoms. <laughs> now, the truth is that as a prophet, if you look in the spirit, there's a prophet, someone who or functions a lot in discernment. When you look in the spirit and you have visions, you will see things on Sometimes you may look at the person and they are seeing, you are looking at the person and are seeing fish, fish scales and different things. <laughs> but that is where um, subjecting your perceptions to the word comes in. Because in the Bible, did you see one single case where they call anything like that? She just said demons are what? Demons. And they are different types. Abby? So, in the spirit, you can discern that this one is. But when you talk, eh, if you're not careful, what you do is you implant fear in the hearts of people around you. And then they begin to exalt that nonsense thing. I don't care what you see. You say, look, you say, ah, ah this one, oh, hmm. she even has meme tail, oh, hmm. Hey, they are shining, they are shining. Hey, her teeth are like a vampire. Her eyes are like Dracula. She's smiling, she's smiling. 
They are telling your people this and that. Hey, eyes are open. He's in fear. They are speaking in tongues. The eyes are open. They are all afraid. So you don't mention all those things. You don't see the hey, because there's no need. You foul, you foul spirit. You don't need to address it by words. Hey, come out. That's all. And let me say this: when you address his spirit, I say in the name of Jesus, come out. You best believe it's gone. Many times, why people spend hours casting out one devil because they don't believe their own words? Say in the name of Jesus, come out. And the thing is, I'm not coming out. It's those days we used to look at them and say, eh, you're not coming out, eh. I say, come. No. Believe your words. If I say, come out, come out is a command. Come out is not a suggestion. If I say, come out, the Bible says that you will cast out devils. You will cast them out. What is your authority over devils to cast them out? Bible talks about the spirit. I said, the Bible said the disciples of Jesus, when he told them, he gave them power over unclean spirits. And they went out. The Bible says they came back and they were rejoicing and they said, even the devils are subject to us in your name. Even the devils obey us in your name. Of course, today we know that our name is our own name, amen? <laughs> They're subject. So it means that they don't, devils are wired to obey you. Amen? They are what? Wired. is in their DNA to obey you. You know what we call the false setting? Is their default setting, their coding, their programming to obey you. So they say, hey, come out. And let me say this, you don't have to say in the name of Jesus. Who knows that? Who knows you don't have to say in the name of Jesus? Who knows that? I think I've thought on the name of Jesus before and I've said that the name of Jesus is not a name. The name of Jesus is a status. It's a placement. It's your authority. Yes, the Bible says that he seated far above prefers and powers was seated in heavenly places. It's a realm of authority. And that realm of authority is in the Holy Ghost. How did God sit you far above principles and powers? He put his spirit inside you. By his spirit inside you, you have the same status as God. So how can God stand before a puny devil and that devil that disobeys? It's not possible. The problem will be your own consciousness of what you have inside you. Who you now have become. That's where the problem will be. Say, Satan, hey, shut up. I like the way Pastor David will say it. He says, once. <laughs> he says, once. He says, don't say it twice. He says, once. Count. You are established in that name, in that authority. That name, that authority is now yours to wield. So, I told you before, your consciousness alone can be an exercise without authority. You don't even have to talk. You can heal a person without talking. You can look at the person in the eye and healing will transmit. The same way you can look at the person who has the devil. And the look is a command. Wow, your will, you are positioned like that. Your consciousness creates an atmosphere that says, come out. Say, hey, look at the person and your look is come out. The devil jumps out. We're not part of those tribes that do eight hours to cast out devils, you know. Eight hours for what? Devil. No. If I tell them, come out. And it's, 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 I just leave it there. I don't bother. I, just, I walk away because I know I've already issued an instruction. And even if you want to do Shakara, you still have to obey my instruction. There is no room for negotiation. 
There is no room for, uh, can I, maybe, should I? There's nothing like that. Is it that I have the authority or I don't? If I have it, I use it. And you only have one option. And guess what? That is what? Come out. Let me say, that even superimposes over all these nonsense things that you hear. From my mother's side, from my father's side. Yes. My mother's side, my father's side. Uh, We can't come out because there's a legal contract. There's a contract. Let me ask you a question. Many of you think that only in Africa they have that rubbish. How about the time of Jesus? Are you telling me that people did not have all those fetish things in that time? Because only in Africa was seen us. Who told you they did not have it? The witch of Endonko, when Paul went, when Saul, King Saul went out, you know, they had mediums and spiritual spirits and all those people. When he says, Someone someone for me, they had all those people now, fetish people in the land. Say, what is ancestral cause? You think that they did not have that such rubbish in those days? But when you see Jesus, you never see him do any of those things. And that's why sometimes we have to ask questions. Why is that seeing someone deviating from the flows we saw in the Bible? What do we see in the Bible? In the, come out. That's all. Come out. That's what we saw. In fact, there's only one case, one, where Jesus told someone, come out, and the thing said something, and I said, what is your name? And he said, legion for we are many. He said, okay, no, Allah, come out. Only once we saw that. So meaning that sometimes yeah, you may receive an instruction by the Holy Ghost, this. But you know me, me, I don't know how to hear. <laughs> sometimes I don't hear God. Sometimes I say that in jokes. When I go there, I hear. Why I go there, I go deaf. I don't want to hear instruction. Come on, come out, my friend, get out of here. Let's go deaf. How's that? Let's go deaf. That deafness you all wanted to have, now is the opportunity. Go deaf. Don't negotiate. Ah, how many are you inside? Twelve. Oh yeah, come. Be saying your name and coming out. Uh, lost. Eh. Pride. Eh. Shame. Fear. Eh. Really. Lost. Eh. You wait, wait, wait. What do you make this girl do? <laughs> if you know the all the men we have slept with, there, all of us, eh, we've been enjoying ourselves. Shut. No. Why? Some people allow demons to talk. You allow them to converse. When they are, the, if I call them the father of lies. But just say really <laughs> that's why honestly, I have a problem sometimes when you go some places and then they are interviewing devils how can you be giving a devil spotlight giving the devil mic are you okay <laughs> Jesus as he was walking to a place they are already screaming out everywhere ah, yeah. <laughs> they are already screaming out they are like hey can we leave how can we escape fast you know, I don't know how to use aircraft to fly out. I don't know how to do it. But that aircraft is not fast enough. We say, how can we get out of They can't get out of there fast enough. <laughs> Devils. I beg. Satan is nothing. We're going to talk about him today. In the light of what Jesus has done. And you're going to see that that guy is a disgraceful disgraced, that is destroyed, defeated not worthy of mention that's why when you see him the only thing you do with him is cast him out he's not worthy of anything else just see him, just cast him out now, to understand how useless Satan has become we have to go back to the beginning, to Genesis. Amen. 
Now, Satan is called an angel. The Bible calls him the anointed cherub that covers. That was his status. So we know that he was an angel by making. He's an angel. That is what God made him to be in Genesis. Another thing also we have to know about angels is that angels were made for man. Hebrews chapter 1 verse. Let's get there. Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1 verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So you see that based on that, they are sent to minister to who? To man. Both believers and non-believers. Angels, the ministry of angels is assigned to man in general. But you see in Christ, we now, the Bible now says, if you go to Hebrews I think uh, 12, it now says that we have come to Mount Zion, to an innumerable company of angels. So there's now a special ministry of angels to believers. So when you understand what an angel is, you now understand what Satan is. And we're going to see that Satan has even been brought lower than that. He's not even like those angels. The Bible says that he masquerades as an angel of light. He is no longer an angel of light. You get, he can masquerade. So, angel, there's one text of scripture that people used to use. I remember I read one book that made me almost puke. I read it in a bus in those days going, and the writer was writing about Satan's authority in quotes. And he says Satan has a power that even God is forced to recognize. I almost threw that book out the window. There was my friend reading that book. I almost threw the book out the window. I said, This is, an, this is a, I had words for that guy. That's why that person must be facing demonic oppression. Can't write that kind of stupid thing and be right. You will face demonic oppression. What kind of thing is that? That God is forced to recognize. And people go and pick this verse of scripture in Revelation chapter 12. Show us Revelation 12. That tells us that there was war in heaven. And uh, Michael, or what's that? They say God for Satan. I said to Siakwa, didn't you read it? They say Michael is the one who fought. See, the Bible says that God dwells in an approachable light. See, the concept or idea of God being dethroned is not possible. The concept or the idea of God being dethroned is impossible. God being removed is impossible. And what broke out in heaven, Michael, now remember we say heaven, when we talk about heaven, heaven is not always the firmament and all those, heaven can be a realm. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought. Next verse. But they did not prevail, nor was place found for them in heaven any longer. And I said, this is the realm. Now, next verse. So the grave that was cast out. Okay, no, no, no. Before this, let's go from verse 1. Let's go from verse 1. Let's see something. Verse 1. Randosish. Now, grace and appear in heaven. Now, remember, the book of Revelation starts with, the, the Revelation chapter 1, this says the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mean that the book of Revelation is the, is, is the language of visions they use. And the language of visions is also the language of angels. Like it is symbolic, highly symbolic. When angels begin to talk, they talk a lot in symbol. That's why you see Peter get up, kill, and eat the vision that came that those animals were brought down. What was the angel trying to say? Simple that God wants the Gentiles to also receive the gospel. 
But what did the angel show him? He showed plenty of animals. Let down by a sheet. And he said, Get up, clan it. He had to speak in symbols. Angels speak a lot in symbols. You understand? So now a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed. We know that the person who wrote Revelation is who? John the Beloved, right? And he said, I was in the spirit of the Lord's day and he began to see things. He saw a vision. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head, a garland of 12 stars. If you read, the only other place you see this particular symbol, right, is Genesis. The story of Joseph. When he dreamt, what did he see? He saw the sun, moon, and what? 11 stars, what? Bow to him. So if you read this clearly, there were, how many stars were there? 12 stars. That means including him. You see that? So they're talking about what here? Israel. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Let's go down. Then being with child, she carried out in labor and in pain to give birth. So Israel produced something. Next verse. And another sign appeared. In, no, go back, go back, go back. Go back. Okay, next verse. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fairy red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on his head. Now, if you read the book of Daniel, you will also see things like this. Symbols. They don't mean one dragon will appear one day. We have books and comics, Bible comics that draw all these things for us. Next verse. He still drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth. To devour her child as soon as he was born. So the woman was going to, that's Israel was going to birth something, right? And we're going to see that because later it's interpreted that this dragon is that old serpent called the devil. So that means whatever Israel was going to produce, right? And it's called the, this thing is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whatever it's going to produce, Satan wanted to snatch it. Or didn't want it to happen. Next verse. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations. Who's that? You already know you read the Bible that this is Christ they're talking about. Do you understand? A male child, right? With a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God at his throne. Okay? Next verse. Then the woman fled to the wilderness. Let's go. And war broke out in heaven. Okay? Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was place found for them in heaven any longer. Next verse. So the great dragon was cast out. That seven old called who? The devil. Are you seeing that? And Satan. Who deceives the whole world? What is his power? He deceives the whole world. Are you seeing that? So it's not powerful. His power is what called lies, deception. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Okay? No, now look at this. And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, what? Now what? Now what? Salvation. I mean the whole gist from verse 1 down is what? About what? Salvation. And strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. I used to not have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been what? Cast down. And you will know, you are going to see how he was cast down. Let's see the next verse. And they overcame him by what? The blood of the Lamb. What's the blood of the Lamb? The death of Christ. I think I said that in my podcast. Right? The death of Christ. Right? Yes. By the word of their word testimony. By the gospel. And they did not love their lives to death. Next verse. 
Therefore, rejoice of heaven, and you who dwell in them. For what do you have to heaven? The devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has what? A short time. Are you seeing this? This is talking about Christ, the coming of Christ. Do you understand? No. So the status of the devil now is what? That he has great wrath. Why? Because he knows he has a short time. Okay? Next verse. Okay? Um, now when he saw that he had been cast to earth, he persecuted the woman and gave her. That's Israel and all. That's prophecy about Israel. Amen? But I'm showing you from there that <laughs> this verse was not talking about, say, God went to fight, that, that Satan went to fight God. Is he mad? Let me share a few things. When were angels made? When were angels made? <laughs> okay, why were angels made? Eh? To what? Say it now. Is that in your mouth? Eh? To minister to man. Abby? God is self-sufficient. He does not need angels. Yet, he chose the agents of angels to minister to who? To, to who? Man. So without man, are angels useful? No. <laughs> hey. Okay. Job chapter 37. Job. Chapter 37. 38, sorry. From verse 4. Are you there? He says, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Next verse. So he's talking about the beginning, right? Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Next verse. To what were the foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? Are you seeing that? Talking about the earth, when the earth was made. Next verse. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Now, you know there's also only one place, other place you see where they call the morning star. That's Lucifer, Satan. So you know this is referring to angels. When the morning stars sang what together and all the sons of God. You know in Job they say the sons of God brought themselves before God. And Satan was among them, right? Remember that? They are talking about angels. And all the sons of God shouted for joy. This is actually where angels first appeared. <laughs> because he's all talking about the beginning, right? If you look on verse 1, talking about the foundations of the beginning. This is where angels appeared. So that means that we can find the making of angels in Genesis. Not the book itself, but in the beginning, right? Angels can be found there. <laughs> so, that's where Satan was made. Now, let's look at another verse of scripture. I think Jude. Jude chapter 1 verse 6. 
verse 5 actually. Are you there? It says, but I want to remind you though, you once knew this, that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed those who did not believe. So you are seeing that, you know what I was explaining last week, right? When we say that God has not destroyed anybody or killed, you can see there, he is the one. This is New Testament, not Old Testament. And God is giving the credit for what happened in Egypt. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Egypt was judged. Destroyed those who did not believe. Next verse. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain. Actually, another verse will say their first estate. King James also will say their first estate. The angels who did not keep their proper domain or their first estate. He says, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. What is he talking about here? Woo! I love the word, man. Kayada. <laughs> what is the estate or the domain or what was the function? What were angels created and designed to do? To what? To save man. So if angels left their first estate, look, look at that, or angels who did not keep their position of authority, or whatever, whatever they were given to do. So the angels who did not stay within their own position, that is, what God gave them to do, which was what? Man. Right? They are meant to what? Serve man. So they left their first estate. So the question is, which angels do we know that left their first estate, that left that position? Which angels do we know did that? Satan. Satan and his own guys. Right? So you see, this is talking about them. Are you seeing that? But let the prophet he has what? Kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment day of the great day. So you can see that that means that this is the current state that Satan and his angels are in. Are you seeing that? It's not like he kept them in a place. The Bible says there's every room to and from the earth, but they are in a certain state. Makatusile. <laughs> they are in a certain state. They have been kept in what? Eternal chains under darkness. They don't have the light of God. They don't have, <laughs> you know, they are cut off from that source. In darkness. Genesis 3, verse 14. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you. See that? Cursed are you. So he was cursed. Right? Cursed. Satan and his angels were cursed in this. Above all livestock and above all beasts of the field, on your belly you shall go. So he was reduced to a state. Are you seeing that? And dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Dust. Of course, if you read down, you know that man, the Bible says that dust you are, to dust you will return. So Satan was actually reduced to a certain state. And that day, when I have more clarity, I'll talk about that state. But you see that he's not, you cannot compare him to, you know, he became twisted, became, do you understand? Became useless. And that's why you see them. You know what we see, for example, so a person who is possessed of devils and becomes insane, that is their natural behavior. It's a normal behavior, normal insanity, normal behavior. They are not thinking right. 
So you see what happened to them. This is even, we're not even talking about what happened in Christ too. <laughs> Do you understand? This is what happened to them. What we call demons today or whatever you want to call them. This is what happened to them. See that? They were cursed. God. Because of what they did. The Bible says, um, talks about um, Satan being a murderer from the beginning. Right? What did he do in the beginning? You know, he deceived Eve. Right? He deceived Eve. He, he, he sought to deceive man and take man's place. And so because of that, that's what happened. You know, man fell. Now, look at this. So, man fell and because man yielded to Satan, man yielded to Satan. He obeyed. He took Satan's proposal and yielded to Satan. And there's a verse of scripture that says, I think it's in the New Testament, it says that he who you yield yourself, servants to obey. Okay, Romans 6, let's read from verse 16. Know you not that to whom you yield yourself, servants to obey, his servants you are, to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience to righteousness. See that? And that's why if you look at the next verse, we actually call the gospel, if you receive the gospel, we call it obedience. See the next verse, verse 17. It says, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, you yet you obeyed from the heart. See that? That form of doctrine which you were delivered. You see that? So, <laughs> so Satan, by man's obedience to Satan, man delivered himself to Satan. Do you understand? Delivered himself to Satan. Man also delivered a form of authority to Satan. Because we know that when we got into the temptations, Satan said that all these things were handed to me. They were given to me. Who gave them to him? Adam. You understand? Man gave that to him. Now, I don't want to say it's dominion because I was even teaching someone the other day. I said dominion is in several um, strata. Before I used to say that the dominion in Genesis was only in Christ. But that dominion was over fish of the sea, birds of the air, fowls, animals, and all those things, right? Uh -huh. And we look, if we look at today, man has actually had a form of dominion over those things. Abby? He has cultivated fire, animals, he keeps them, chickens are in your backyard, all those things. There's a form of dominion man exercises. So it's not only a dominion in Christ, eh? there's a form of dominion man already has. Do you understand? But there's another kind of dominion that God was talking about in Genesis, which is what? <laughs> For another episode. Anyway, now, Satan, of course, we know from there that Satan began to oppress man. But I want you to see, okay, look at Hebrews 2.14. Hebrews 2.14. It says, In as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, the children is talking about man, he himself, Jesus, likewise shed in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So, from this we look and see that the power Satan had over man was what? Death. How the dead come? The wages of sin is what? Death. The wages of sin is what? Death. So, death reigned. Bible says in 
Romans chapter 5, Romans 5 verse 12. Romans 5 verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and death spread to all men because all sinned. Go to 13. Split that says that death reigned. Next verse. Nevertheless, death what reigned. Are you seeing that? It reigned. Now, in case you say from Adam to Moses, they're talking about the law there. They were saying that the law had not come yet. That he was trying to explain that it's not just in the laws of Moses that death reigned. It was the laws of Moses that the death really shone. You know those ones, if you do any small thing, they kill you. You understand? But before that, he was saying that death reigned. It took me a while to crack this thing. I was like, what is it? Why was he saying Adam to Moses? But then I understood later. But you see, death reigned on man. Death. I know that death is not just physical death. Death was also spiritual death, right? And from all those things, we know that sickness, disease, right? Childbirth pains, all those things came as a result of that. And that's what man went through. So, so we can know from this example that Satan... The Bible says that Satan had the power of death, right? So, in other words, Satan manipulated death. Death came on man as a result of man's disobedience. You understand? Satan, in his state of being, the Bible said that for dust you are, dust you will return, right? And that's man. Man is dust. That's like punishment. Man is dust. And now Satan, you will eat dust all the days of your life. So, look at this. Death came and Satan became an agent. Do you understand? To propagate death. Does that make sense? Who is thinking? Satan became an agent to propagate death. And so you know that that death, sickness, disease, that's why you will find Satan, that is his flow. He had the power of death. He had that power. Or let me use the word, he stewarded that power. Because Satan has not created anything in this life, never will. This is the power he had. It's not as if Satan did not own the world or run the world. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's, right? And its fullness thereof. Then he now says, the heavens belong to the Lord. The earth has he given unto what? To men, the children of men. So men own the earth, amen? Men are the ones in charge of the earth. So how would Satan do what he wants to do on the earth? Through the manipulation of men. But to show you how much of a non-entity death is and you know all those things, even back then, we still see <laughs> God told the children of Israel, He said, I will take away sickness from your midst. The power of God from Uti has been powerful. So we see sickness, death, and all those things. Yet God's power was still able to eradicate things. He told the children of Israel, when they got to come down with the children of Israel, he said, I will take away sickness from your midst. And in those days, I mean, if they cooperated, so what would they do? They would just take animals, kill the animals. I mean, they would sin, sin, sin. They sin. The way of sin is dead. They would sin, sin, sin. Kill animals. And the blood of ordinary animals will suspend Satan's power over a whole nation. He can't do nothing. He can't touch anybody because of animal blood. Just suspend the guys. Don't show how weak the guy is. And the guy is not as tough as he thinks. Animal blood. Suspend his. 
And the things you need to know about the Satan guy, number one, he's not omnipresent. Devils are not known. The Bible says he roams to and fro the earth. If someone is roaming, he doesn't miss everywhere. He's in the guy is roaming. You know what I'm saying? So he's not everywhere. He is not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. I'll prove it to you. Story of Herod. <laughs> Herod or Jesus, maybe Jesus. What happened? So the Magi, the guys who saw the star, came and they went to, they thought, okay, if a king is being born, the guy must be born in the palace. They went to the palace and met Herod. Now you're going to know, we're going to look at Ezekiel also, and you're going to see that Satan also loves to operate. The way he has rules the earth, like does things on the earth, is by affecting authority. So when a man is yielded to Satan in authority, Satan can rule through the man. See, it takes a spirit is illegal on the earth. For a spirit to rule on the earth, a spirit needs the cooperation, the permission of a human being. Without that, a spirit, whether it's God or devils, they cannot do jack on the earth. So remember we spoke about the dragon that was trying to kill that, uh, you know, dragon trying to kill that baby and everything. <laughs> we can actually say, maybe, now this is a theory, that the real play out of that was <laughs> when Jesus was being born, and so those guys went to, the, to Herod, and Herod, now look at this, because Herod said, okay, he said, I'll go, find him, then come and tell me. But what we did not see was Satan in Herod. Are you with me? We did not see Satan operating in Herod. Satan was there. <laughs> Satan said, we are good. And of course, Satan used Herod's ego, Herod's pride, Herod's fear of, ah, is there another king? You know? And look at this. Those guys went and an angel warned them in a dream. God warned them, my guy, don't turn this way. Go another way. Leave another way. And for two years, Herod was not aware. If Satan is all-knowing, Satan would have known. Let me say this. And one of the ways Satan even knows is when people, when, when human beings who are under his influence know things. That's how he knows things also at times. Yeah. <laughs> That's why sometimes we say that when you are doing stuff for God or something, keep from unbelievers. Don't tell them because I tell them unbelievers. Someone who is not born again has the nature of the devil. A devil is over that person. And they have networks. <laughs> so, two years passed. Two years. Two full years. Then what happens? After the guy realizes he has been tricked, hey, panic. <laughs> and what does he do? He says, every child from two years down, slaughter in Bethlehem. Because the guy doesn't know specifics. By that time, an angel had already warned Joseph, he had taken the baby and run to Egypt. Are you seeing that? So the guy is not as smart as he looks. The Bible says that, that you know, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, or, yeah, 1 first Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter 2, that says that, that they did not, that the prince of this world, right? He said, not the wisdom, not the wisdom of the prince of this world that comes to nothing. For had they known, they would not have crucified the king of glory. So we even see that Satan also, to show how dumb he is, God put a simple setup. He brought Jesus, just came and flash power, flash power, flash, the guy took the bait, kill him, kill him. 
when he grabbed, when Jesus allowed him, he said they grabbed him, killed him. That was man's redemption. Satan did not know. It's not as smart as we think. It's not. It's not as powerful as we think. And all this one was before <laughs> Jesus finished dealing with the guy. It's not as smart. Someone pointed out, said, said that, ah, think about it. When Jesus was casting them out from that man, the Gadarene's man, I said, how many are you legions for? We are many. And I said, come out. He said, they now begged what? To go into pigs. To go into pigs. I noticed that even when they, they couldn't even stay in the pigs, they rushed and all those pigs were drowned. That's how Satan thinks. Very useless. <laughs> this is important though. They say it was it like someone who was cast on the devil one day and he said, come out. And the devil refused to come out. And he laughed. And he said, Satan, do you remember when you were whipped? When we whipped, we whipped you. I said, hey, don't tell everybody. Stop saying it. Don't let them know. <laughs> so I said, Satan is shy. <laughs> That's one tells you to know that he has been whipped. Don't let them know. I said, get out of there, Joe. Hey, small boy. <laughs> small boy. So, <laughs> now, so, we've explained that the power of death was, you know, devil, that's how he oppressed man, sickness, disease, and all those things. He did all those things. The wages of sin is what? Death. So, man, because of man's sin, that was what Satan could use to hold man. But even with that, we still see that the power of God sometimes came and suspended that power. But you see, nothing could be done on a permanent basis because this was a legal thing. You know, forgiveness of sins is not that we are, we're sinners and God came and said, hey, yeah, these people have tried. They're looking nice. They're, they're behaving themselves. Okay, you know what? I forgive you. Jesus, you can't die. No. Forgiveness of sins is a legal term. Forgiveness of sins is like saying pardon. You understand? It's not free. He did not say, I forgive you. No. It's that somebody took your place. The punishment still had to come. The wages of sin is death. That punishment must fall because God is just. And so Jesus comes and since the law has already spelled out that the wages of sin is death, the law has already said that all men are guilty. I have shown you that verse of scripture before, right? That says, the law says that the law came to declare, right, that every mouth to be stopped and every man be declared guilty before God. The law came to let everybody know legally you are guilty. You are sinners. And so the pronouncement has been made that we are all sinners. And so Jesus is able to come and since the price is already spelled out, which is what? Death. The wages of sin is what? Death. You must die. That's why a friend of mine was arguing on Instagram that when we say a person is, has done plenty of evil in this life and the person's punishment is, is death. You kill the person. Now you've not punished that person enough. Why? Because everybody will still die. That's the wages of sin. Death. Everybody will still die. God did not design death in the program. The fact that all men will die is the effect of sin. 
Bible says they appointed man to die once and then judgment. It's the effect of sin. So what happens is that Jesus now comes and then he takes our place. So what's the punishment for sin? Death. And he, what does he do? He comes and what? Dies. Bible says that, that Satan, what's that? That Jesus through death defeated him who had the power of death. So Satan had us captive, right? He had us captive. He held us, right? And used death to flog us. Spiritual death, you know, all those things, sicknesses and everything, and physical death. He used it to terrorize us. He had us in his grip because we were legal sinners. We were legally under Satan's grasp. Christ now comes and pays. So it's like, I owe you a debt, right? Someone comes to clear it. Do I still owe you? Even if it's not me that cleared the debt, do I still owe you? I don't owe you. The debt was death. The, the debt there was death. Jesus comes and dies. And I've always spoken about the law of double jeopardy. The law of double jeopardy states that you cannot pay for a crime twice. You can't. I always like to use illustration. You go out there, you shoot somebody, they catch you. They say, okay, let's just assume it's 40 years sentence. And they sentence you 40 years in prison. You come out of prison after 40 years and you see that Atutu Boyo has not died. What do you do? You find a gun, go and shoot him again, they arrest you. They bring him for the judge and say, What's this crime? He killed Atutu Boyo. Uh uh. Is it not Atutu Boyo that had died some 40 years ago? Say yes. Ah, he has paid for the crime. He's free to go. He got free because he already paid. But as well, kill the guy. So the same way, Christ has already paid, you cannot pay again. And by that, Satan's grasp is what? Broken over you. Look at Colossians, I think, is it Colossians 2 that talks about um, that he spoiled principalities and powers. Colossians 2.15 from verse 14 it says blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to his cross and having what spoiled principles and powers now to spoil means you know, it doesn't mean to destroy it means that you 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 in Bible the, and that place where they use this, this um, word spoil he said who will that, how can you spoil a strong man without first of all binding the strong man and then taking his goods. So it means the spoil means to take, you know, it's the spoils of war. Uh-huh. Spoils of war. To take the possession of the enemy. So by this, we know that the only possession Satan had was what? Man. Man was in Satan's what? Grasp. Do you understand? And from this, he says, having what? Spoiled principles and powers. So he what? He made a show of them openly. So he took us from Satan and made a public display. What is the public display that Satan has been robbed? Satan has been, his power has been destroyed. Eh? No. Bible says he made an open show, right? Triumphing over them in it. Open show. Now, some people say this is them, this is us. But he made an open show. He spoiled, now look at this, he was, what did he do? He spoiled principles and powers. He took us from them and then made an open show. What was the open show? <laughs> it's called the resurrection. Amen. Amen. 
he made a show openly. Is this them that confuses people? Uh -huh. Triumphing over them. So he triumphed over them in what? In this making, he made a show. That's how he triumphed. What did he do? It's called the new creation. It's called the new creation. How? When, as you are born again as a believer, and you exist, the new creation, it's the evidence that Satan has been defeated, has been squashed. We are the evidence. So we are the open show, amen? We are the open show. He made an open show. And that shows that he has triumphed over them in it. Now, go back to Hebrews 2.14. Okay? It says that through death he might what? Destroy. This word destroy means to render useless, to finish, to nullify, to make zero, to render powerless. So since the only power Satan had over us was what? Death because of sin. Sin is gone. So does that power exist anymore? No. This means that the guy is defeated. This guy is gone. This guy is... So when you say Satan is my problem, you are saying what? Nothing is my problem. <laughs> He's a non-entity. Some people call him crippled. He has been crippled. So when you say Satan is my problem, you say a cripple is my problem. A nullentity is my problem. Can you see how useless it is? If Satan is not causing anything, it's the easiest case to deal with. Because God did not just leave us free of him. God now did something about that. Matthew 28 verse 18. This is when Jesus rose from the dead. Remember the Bible says that he died as us, right? He died and then he rose. Just as God comes as a man, as a man he dies, right? And identifies with us and rises as a man. So look at this. And just came and spoke to them said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. So if he says all power, which one does Satan have? So Satan is equal to no power. How can no power be pressing you at night? How can no, no power be oppressing your dreams? Nightmare up and down from one nightmare to the other one to the other one to the other one. No power. How can no power make you have accidents? How can no power make you sick? Are you seeing the problem is the gap in knowledge? Say, ah, ever since we've been small, Satan has been the problem. My family, my grandfather, my great grandfather, Satan, Satan, Satan. No. You are saying that nothing has been your problem. Let me say this. It's even, easier, it's even better to have Satan as a problem than to have some other natural causes as a problem. If you fall and break your leg that you caused because you're playing some serious ball, eh, it's worse than having Satan being the one causing an issue in your body. It's much worse. I say when they say it's Satan that is causing this, ah, say what? Bring champagne. Pop that thing. Pop it. Because it means that 
that the solution is already here. When I'm praying for people that are sick, I say, if it's a devil, he's guaranteed. Forget it, if it's a devil. I just, if I just know, because you have the servant of spirit, you can know. You can know or see that it's a devil. You don't know and see or whatever. Is that you know and see or you just, oh, me, I treat, I treat them as devils. I say, hey, where oh yeah, comes out? <laughs> I'm so happy. Nothing. The guy has been what? Rendered useless. Has no power. There's Satan has power. No, 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 no. Shut up. I've already told that the way Satan works is that Satan has to manipulate human beings. Bible calls him the great deceiver. So he has to manipulate human beings. Why does he have witches, witchcraft, and those things? Because human beings have a certain level of authority on the earth. It is through them that he seeks to manipulate things. Without his witchcraft coven, is nothing. The witches don't know they are more powerful than him, and they go to meet him for power. It's not stupid. That time they fly at night, it's their power. It's Adamic power. It's not Satan. Satan doing what? Demons can only tap into the energy in a human. Do you understand? And they don't get power. Dash out. That's human power. They choose that a human being, a man or woman who is not born again, can even if they are taught well, they can walk in certain levels of dominion. Satan cannot do anything about. Yes. How much more the new creation? When he said, all power is given to me. He is the head, we are the body. You cannot give something to the head that does not belong to the body. So all power is given to who? To us. Someone say all power. All authority. That means there's no authority that exists that has ever existed that does not belong to us. In the universe, in the multiverse, whichever way you believe. <laughs> all authority. Because you know science, they want to be smarter than God. They want to add multiverses. Add it. All power. In all of them, those realms, the nine realms, 24 realms, everything belongs to us. That means that there is nothing more powerful than a new creation. Nothing is more powerful than you. Nothing is more powerful. Look at the next verse. After just saying all this, see the next verse. He says, go, therefore, in this authority I've given you, in the authority you now have, he says, go. He didn't bother telling them, you have authority. He said, no, I'm the head of the body. All authority is given to me. That is to you. Now go. You have the authority. Go. There's nothing like a powerless Christian. There's only a Christian who is ignorant of his power. They were casting devils out of a certain man like that. But they said, you know, they said this, devil, this devil is strong. It's very, very strong. So one guy went. He said, hey, say strong. I saw, I saw, this one, no try. It's a very strong devil. So he went. He said, okay, I've heard you. Then I explained to the guy. He said, if you are born again, you are over Satan. Satan is under you. That Jesus has whipped this guy. <laughs> Told him everything. The guy said, okay. And he believed. As he began to say the sinner's prayer, the devil began to manifest. And he came back to him and said, hey, devil, shut up. This is the last time you will do this to me. I'm over you now. Come out! And the devil left him. That is 0 0.00001 minus something born again. The guy was not even fully born again. He was saying the sinner's prayer. 
and he cast out the devil. It's by light you do these things. Light, knowledge, revelation. Get out! And the guy said, you, say, see, you set yourself free. Say, now go and set others free. That's as, as simple as that. In fact, the hallmark of our authority starts with this thing. Look at Mark 16, verse 17. The first thing Jesus mentioned among all the other ones, when he said he gave the authority, the first thing, Mark 16, verse 17. Okay? And this sign shall follow them that what? Believe in my name that they shall what? Cast out devils. It's even before speaking in new tongues. So it says, this says, I follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils. It's the first one. It's the sign, the mark that you have authority. You will what? Exercise it. How? You will cast out devils. Have you noticed something in the story in Samaria? When Simon the sorcerer, Philip went in there and the Bible said that demons screamed out. He cast them out. Notice Simon did not bring money. He saw demons scream out. He did not bring money. It wasn't until he saw them lay hands on people and they began to speak in tongues. He brought money. I mean, the guy saw more value in speaking in tongues than in casting out devils. Casting out devils is the cheapest thing. It's too cheap. It's default setting. You should cast out devils by mistake. Come on. Come on. oppressed. See, it's a disgrace for a believer to be oppressed. It's a disgrace. Because <laughs> if you saw yourself in the spirit, there's no difference between you and Jesus Christ. When devils look at you, there's no difference. The only difference is what you know. He's a coward. So he hides behind men. Hides behind, you know. He's so defeated that he, he can't do anything. <laughs> That's why if, if Satan has ever really, really made any move against the church, it's through the authority. You go and whisper in the president's ear. See, those Christians, they are terrible for your religion. Kill them. See, those Christians, kill them. Kill them all. Kill them all. In your faculty, say they always pray in tongues everywhere. It's a nuisance. Someone can even get rest. Ban them. Ban them. See, it's true. I should ban these people. What's all this? It's a nuisance. This is a school, after all. It's a secular institution of learning. Say, my brother, I'm telling you. That's what I was trying to tell you. Since. Ban them. That's come of one stupid rule or decree. Nobody should have fellowship in the school again. <laughs> be crying. My regular man bind that devil. And in some cases, when you bind the devil, the person that, that the devil was using will have to go to. Bind that devil. Bind. Bind that devil. Hallelujah. He's not worthy of anything. Now, so we have the authority. Now, let's talk about that authority. Ephesians chapter 1. Mm. Ephesians chapter 1. From verse 17. 
Okay, verse 18. Okay, wait, wait, wait. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The number one component to understand is, is, is knowledge. Knowledge is how you wield authority. Knowledge. Next verse. The eyes of your understanding may enlighten that you may know. See that? That you may know. So if you don't know, it's as good as you know having. That you may know. What is the hope of his calling? What are the what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance? Where in the saints there's an inheritance in you. There's something you have received at salvation. That prayer opens your eyes to it. Next verse. Next verse. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? What now? Look at this. Exceeding greatness. The word hyperbalo in the Greek. That word is it. It means excess. It means way more than is needed. This superpower, eh, this power, exceeding greatness. The first time that we really know this power was tested was in creation. Boom, creation came. And boom, creation. Everything we see is the power of God. Can you just imagine the, the tangible reality or physical reality was God's power? Then now say, let's test it again. They met the virgin. The power of God again. Boom, what happened? Pregnancy. That's the power. Then look at this. Now say exceeding greatness. That word. <laughs> okay, look at this. That's according to what God is mighty power. We're coming there. But let's finish with the uh, coming. We're going to see the third place where he tested, tested that power. But look at exceeding greatness of his mighty power. Now, exceeding is like when we say is is more than needed. It's like I used the example yesterday. I said a mosquito is maybe one. And I say, what is going on here? Let's kill these mosquitoes. And I really, Commander, Commander, send the, send the package. And an atomic bomb lands on Nigeria. Boom. For one mosquito. That's what's hyperbalo. Exceeding greatness. That means the power in you is so much more in capacity beyond your wildest imagination. Whatever that power is needed for, it is, it is exceedingly more in capacity than that issue. There is no issue that has been made that exists that the power of God cowers to. And that thing is that you're not going to say it's not just power he gave you, raw power. He also gave you authority. Satan is the least, least of worries. What you've received in Christ a secret of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Now, because this one is this one is the word Kratos, might. His mighty power. That power can do anything. Next verse. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Let me explain this. Remember, we said that he, he created the world with that power. Mary got pregnant with that same power. We saw the sun stand still with that same power. We saw the whole of the Old Testament with that same power. Now, the greatest display of that power was this. The wages of sin is death. Man has sinned. And man is to pay for his sins. Christ comes and takes all the sin on himself. The wages of sin is what? Is death. So, by that law, Christ should never have risen from the dead. The power, the, or that death, sin and the death overwhelmed him. Killed him and he went to the grave. But you see the greatness of this power that like even sin, the Bible says even death, even death could not hold him down. This power is greater than death. 
How did Jesus raise from the dead? Because of the power inside him. When he died, he took that power to the grave. The Holy Ghost was in him. He went into the grave with that power. Bible says that if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, right? That same spirit will what? Quicken your mortal bodies through the same spirit that was in him. So the greatest challenge of, to that power was the power of sin weighing on Jesus on the grave. The power of death. The Bible says death could not hold him. Paul said, he said death, where is your sting? <laughs> Say, grave, where is your hold? That power, all that power, all the power of death. Now look at this. No other person has ever come back from the dead. All of them went to the grave and they were kept there, cemented. Nobody could ever come back. But him, in his own case, he took all the sin of the world, past, present, future. So his own sentence was supposed to be eternal. <laughs> he was never supposed to come back. But in that grave, on the third day, just like he said, because that power is programmable. He said on the third day, <laughs> he will rise from the dead. And as he said on the third day, nothing to keep him bound. Now look at this. In the spirit world, sin or death kept, was supposed to keep him down. In the physical world, what they do? They roll the stone on the tomb. <laughs> and put soldiers and a seal to guard the tomb. This guy, so Satan, not just in the spiritual, in the physical, say this guy is not going anywhere. <laughs> but just as he said, <laughs> say on the third, he said, destroy this temple. The third day, I'll be perfected. The third day, that power in him quickened him, made him alive, brought him back from the dead. That is the power in the saint. The greatest power ever expressed in all time was the resurrection power. And that result was the new creation. So as you are, you are a walking testimony of power. You were born from power. You were produced from power. Produced from power. See that? Go back. Ephesians 1. Go back to that world. Greatest power. When he raised Jesus from the dead. He now says, far above all principality and power. And I'm talking about the state of that. that is, when he raised him from the dead, he now said, and he set him at his own right hand. Right hand means in a place of authority. So when he rose from the dead, he rose without all authority, all power. He rose with everything. When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Next verse. Far above all principality and power. So over all devils, angels, demons, everything. Far above means that their power is incom incomparable. Their status is incomparable. He said, and every and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only, so even above government and different things, not only in this world, but in also that which is to come. Are you seeing that? Not only in this, in, in this time, even in eternity, it will not change. Next verse. And has put all things under his feet. 
Are you seeing that? So, the Bible says the last enemy that will defeat is what? Death. Now look at this. Christ has already defeated death by raising from the dead. But you see, when we receive our glorified bodies, because the last thing, our bodies are still death-doomed bodies. When we finally receive our resurrection bodies, that will be the last trace of death disappearing. It won't be seen again. That's the last. That's the last event. The last enemy is death. To be squashed. And I put all things under his feet, including death. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So that authority that he came up with, the resurrection with, he came up with that authority and he gave it to us. That authority now belongs to the believer. Let me say this. Jesus does not exercise that authority. The church exercises the authority. Look at Ephesians 2. And you have him been alive together who were dead in your trespasses and sins. He made us alive. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Okay, by God, by God who is rich in mercy for this his great love, when which he loved us. Next verse. Even when what's dead in sins has made us alive together with Christ. Next verse. And has what? So look at this. He's made us alive together with Christ. When Christ was raised, we were raised. And has raised us up together. When Christ was raised, we were raised. And what? Made us what? Sit together. In Ephesians 1, it says that he sat down, right? He's one that sat down. Now, it now shows in Ephesians 2 that what? When he sat down, we sat down. Now, let me ask you, because this may look a bit technical. How did we sit down with him? It's simple. When the Spirit of God came into you, the Spirit of God is God's authority. Many times we're not conscious of this. What is God's authority? His Spirit. When the Spirit comes into you, His authority comes into you. When the Spirit comes into you, His power comes to you. You don't just have authority, you have power. Power is ability, but authority is ability to command. Ability to rule. He made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when you understand this, that this is so this is the name of Jesus. This is what we call the name of Jesus. You now understand that we are seated together in heavenly places with Christ. Whilst that we are placed, established in that authority. We have God's own authority. The very authority that made the world. The very, we have it. It is ours to use. You now realize that it is not possible. It is, a, it is a contradiction for a devil to oppress a believer. The gap is just knowledge. The devil has not been born that can oppress a believer. If he has a form of oppression, the gap is just knowledge. The day you realize, and I think it's revelation knowledge, when it hits you, it hits you like this. Oh, wow. You realize, that's the word, you realize what you now have. That's the day you're free of anything. That's why you see that Ephesians 1, there's a prayer they prayed there before they said all these things. The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of your son. If you're having trouble, trouble in any area where you're trying to realize what Jesus has done for you, begin to pray that prayer for yourself every day. Every believer should pray this for yourself and yourself. Pray this prayer for yourself every single day. You're having demonic, whatever it is, it just means there's something you don't really understand. What do you do? You take it and begin to pray it. 
Lord, like my eyes be open to what you have done in Jesus Christ. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your son. The eyes of my understanding being enlightened. You pray for yourself every day, every day, every day. Light will come to you. When you say you will know the truth and the truth will make you free, that truth is not as that you will know something. You will have an intimate acquaintance with that knowledge. You will just know. You will know that you know that you know that you know that you know. You will just know. That's what sets men free. So whatever area that has disturbed you in this life, whether it's your family's finances, God told Papa Hagen, he said, bind, tell Satan, I say, seize your maneuvers and then release angels to get the money. If it's people that are maybe stopping something you're supposed to do, because Satan can actually influence people against you. Like with people that things are not working out, maybe in business or whatever. See, the fact that I believe I a prime target. He oppresses unbeliever, but I believe his hatred, he saw that, that his hatred was so much against man. He says, for he knows he has a short time. If you are born of God, his hatred against you is much more. But he can't do anything about it. So what does he try to do? He tries to influence things around you, people around you. Sometimes some things, like, like for example, you may have, at work, you may have someone that doesn't like you. But why? Because he's not a believer. Satan has influence on the person. Satan can inspire the person to sack you. But we have authority, amen? You can spot Satan. You can know this is Satan at work here. And you can stop him in that place. Hey! Because the way we control him is by words. The way we control angels is also by words. He's an angel, so he's wired to respond to you. Say, Satan, take your hands off. If you sickness, lay hands in the name of your Satan. I'm over you. Get out! And he must obey you. He can't but not obey you. It's your consciousness of your authority. I just use that to show you that you have more power than you will ever need in this life. Just you alone, one of you is more power than the universe needs to be powered. If they could not hold Jesus down in that grave, nothing can hold you down in this life. No situation or circumstance no result, nothing academic, no lecturer, nothing can hold you down in this life. Because the greatest test of God's power was already exhibited and it could not, for death could not hold him captive. Therefore, nothing can hold you captive. When Satan tries you, remind him, we destroyed you, we defeated you, you are powerless. And they know the truth. So, get out. Your consciousness must be full of this. This is something you need to sit down on sit down on and realize, realize, recognize all authority is given to me. All. Oh, my auntie's will. No, no, no. No family member of yours should be sick. You have the power. You have the authority. Nothing should stop you anymore. Let's just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. What does prayer do? Prayer brings that thing. It brings revelation. brings light. As you need to pray, that thing was saying, they are just saying to you, that may be flying over your head, becomes personal knowledge to you. Lord, open my eyes. 
the eyes of my understanding. Let it be enlightened to this truth. You know, the Lord says that I'm above witchcraft. You are above witchcraft. <laughs> the Bible says, Don't do the terror that flies by night, or the arrow that flies by day. Don't the person that walks in darkness, or the destruction that lays with at noonday. She said, Thousands shall form on my right, my left, my right hand, ten thousand on my right, none shall come near me. Only my eyes, with my eyes, will I see the destruction of the wicked. You have the authority, you have the power over witchcraft, over devils, over wizards, warlocks, whatever you call them. They are defeated. They are defeated. You have the authority. You can begin to declare now. Is there a problem pending in your life or your family? Something that has been pending, begin to speak now. Begin to declare. Look at First Corinthians chapter eight, verse four. He said, "As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice to idols, because the idea is that idols should have some form of power, that devils should have some form of power." But see what he said: "As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered to, in sacrifice to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world. Do you see that? Demonic power is what nothing. He calls them nothing." He says nothing in the world. That means there's nothing called occult. They say that they are bringing charms that can harm you. They say that they are casting spells that can harm you. No, you can stay in the face of occult power and say you are nothing. They say there's charms. Charms cannot affect you. You can hold a charm and nothing. You nullify it because it's nothing. You tell it the truth. You are nothing. You say witchcraft. It's nothing. Say there is, you know, an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is not another but, but God. So we only know God. We don't know anything else. The only power recognized as believers is God. There's nothing else we call power. <laughs> so to say satanic power is an insult. No, there's not Satan. The only power recognized is God's power. That's all, and it's in us. So the only power recognized is our own power. See that? Says for though there are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, or there be gods many and lords many, but to us, someone said to us, so to the world there's gods and shrines and all those things, but to us, there is but one God, the Father of whom we are all, all things, and we are in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things. Are you seeing that? He says, but not in every man is that knowledge. So some people don't have that knowledge. And that is what separates men, the knowledge knowledge of who you are separates men. Knowledge separates men. Ha <laughs> ha. Knowledge separates men. Knowledge what? Separates men. <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and fullness thereof. Amen. So I met the Baba and if Allah was, this is my shrine. The guy said, which shrine? He said, the sand they are using is God's sand. The clay, the calabash, everything here, God made it. So he said, the earth is the Lord's. 
Amen. Look at what Paul, Paul said this twice. First Corinthians chapter 8. He says verse 4. As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice to idols, we know that an idol is what? Nothing in the world. And there is no other God but one. So the earth is God's earth. Amen. Yeah, that's how we... He is the one. So the earth is ours. How can satanic power be around you? I once told the story of how a girl with a single... She hung with her pants or something small girl. One Baba was trying to ascend in his room. Native daughter could not ascend. He had to call and that more powerful native daughter and say, Why can't I ascend? The guy came out and pointed to one cloth, small part or whatever hanging there. One small girl, one Christian girl said, That's why you cannot ascend. <laughs> A small girl. Devils cannot operate where you are. Say they, they can't fly over you. Say witches fly over you. They are dead. Fly over who? Press you. How? Now this is where some people miss it because some people want to have authority and they don't want to pray. No, prayer is the exercise of your authority. I know that when I start having all those issues with nonsense is when my consciousness begins to sleep and I become very calm. There's no way I'm willing my authority from prayer. I say I'm not having prayer like that's all. Nothing. They don't burn now. If angels are under me, how much more the cursed creatures, demons? How much more them? They are subject. Have you forgotten what happened? In when in the time of Israel, when they brought the Ark of the Covenant, now that they did not even have God inside, though, because those are the only thing that the Ark of the Covenant had God, they did not have God. That was the mission of angels. The Bible says that God does not dwell in houses built to human hands. The only place God dwells in, <laughs> aside from an unapproachable light, God dwells in man. That's all. They took the Ark of the Covenant to the Philistine temple. They captured it, and because Israel sinned. And they took it to the land of Philistine and put it in Dagon's house. Dagon was their god. The next morning, they saw the guy had fallen. They saw the thing, the statue had fallen. And they said, ah, what's going on? So they said, maybe yes, they just put it back there. The next day, they saw it not just falling, but the head cut off. The arms cut off. Because one angel that smokes weed must have gotten mad that night. What was this? Hey! Was, why? What nonsense is that? You are more powerful than any angel in the universe. Nothing. Angels are not, they don't even come near you. They're not servants. That's why we need them. They're servants. You have all the power in the universe. How can you sleep or you have nightmares? Dreams are yours. Your dream is your dream. Amen? You can decide what is inside your dream or not. Sickness. Ah, no. That one is cheap. I don't care what they call it. Also, all those things. Hey, Satan, I've caught you. Get out. Get out. The Bible says, resist him steadfast and he will flee from you. Resist doesn't mean he can't push you. you know I'm saying? Eh, no. He's offensive. Resist him. Attack him. But you see him. Bind him. Hey! God. Business is not going well. You, know, you will just know there's something wrong with this. Uh, we are doing all things that are right that should bring us. They're not coming. Hey! Someone is not studying or not, is not knowing.
Say, come here. Say, brain in the name of Jesus. Rebuke Satan. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. I like this gist. Amen. Okay, who learned something today? So let me ask you a question. Okay, so how about all these ancestral something, 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 something? Ancestral. The question is that when you were reading your Bible and you saw them cast out devils, did you see them? Did you see them stutter? Did you see them talk about those things? No. So with a word, you can settle, they say, ancestral issues in the family. With a word, you can say, Satan, you this devil, come out! I don't harass this family again, and that will be the end of it in that family. It's about your consciousness. Whatever you allow, Satan will take it. So if you say, okay, we can allow us ourselves to believe that there's ancestral, that, you know, then guess what? Satan will jump on it. But what you don't allow, Jesus said, I give you to the key, keys to, you know, the keys. So whatever you bind on heaven is bound on earth. Whatever is loose in heaven is loose in earth. You have the authority. You have it. You decide what happens. You can talk to nature too. Because Satan also can manipulate nature. You can talk to storms. You see storms blew. What it just, just spoke to the storm. Because that storm was not just normal. There was a devil behind that storm. Spoke to it. Say, hey! And then calm down. Can speak to situations. This thing happened in my family. Stop! In the name of Jesus. Satan, stop! I just stop. Say one kind of illness, one kind of illness in my family. We all have high blood pressure. High blood pressure. See, I look at a devil. Anything that is, becomes generation is also a devil. Stop there. Okay. Okay, the Lord is just putting my heart. Yes. Sometimes it's Satan that initially causes that, but then you know the way genetics is genetics is like a code. So when sickness and disease exist in genetics, it's like stamped. So when they reproduce, that same thing is reproducing people. But it doesn't change the fact that it's not that Satan cannot be dealt with. You deal with Satan. Hallelujah. Okay. Questions or what you learned? You must talk. Okay. Give it to her. walking around and then you just spot a demon in somebody like and like it's just okay, okay you're in class now and then you you spotted a demon in somebody you see it yes you see it and you want to cast it out like you know how it's going to be awkward that everybody's in class right and no you don't just go and see someone no at least call the person aside at least you will see what the thing is doing there now abby I say devil, you have to inquire what's going on here. God is not just showing you devils to do Makosa. Why is it there? What's the devil doing? Then a word will come. So you can call the person later and say, This one, you don't have to tell the person I say demon with you. But are you experiencing this and this and this? And you know the cause is the devil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can I pray with you? And then when you pray, you now address the devil. That's how you do it. You just go, Hi, say, see demon. Hey, come here. Bah. You know, they used to slap when we cast out devils. Come on! One devil says, Hi, I slap you. I'm not slapping me. I can't feel it. <laughs> Amen. Is that answer your question? Okay. All right. Go okay. ahead. So, first of all, thank you, sir, for the teaching. Like, it's, it's an eye opener for me personally to, you know, 
point out my authority that I have. I learned of um, how much power that I have in me. You know, you spoke about the exceeding greatness that, you know, comes into us through the Holy Spirit. And I learned also about, you know, exercising, exercising this authority in certain situations, you know, that the devil is nothing and then we just have to address him as nothing. That, you know, exalting him above nothing gives him that, that power, gives him that, you know, authority. So I, I learned all, all of that. So thank you. Did you ever hear the story of one guy that went, say, went to do some crusade, came back to the saw the place scattered? True story. Scattered and he looked in the spirit and saw it was demons that caused and the ones they knew was there, he ran. Say, say, come back. Say, fix my house and get out. And they came, chair began to move, bed, everything, arranged, bah. Then they left. It's called authority. It's not Wiggles word that spoke about one day. He said he woke up, he had, he had a noise. One noise like this. And then he went downstairs. What was this? And he saw the devil staying stay there, like, I've come for you. He said, Oh, it's just you. That was someone more important. And he went back upstairs to sleep. Because he's what? Nothing. Amen? Okay. So I learned that prayer is the exercise of the authority. That for you to have more authority and to have more consciousness of who you are, you need to pray more. And the consciousness begins to come in. Okay. Okay. greatest exhibition of the power was when Jesus was raised up from death. So that really hits me like yes, that even death could not hold him down. Mm -hmm. So he can't hold you. And that's the proof you resurrect one day, man. That's the proof that when you die, you cannot go to that place beyond. You cannot go there. Um, okay, so I learned about um the importance of a Christian, sorry, the importance of understanding your authority through the fact that Christ laid his life for us. And then you also mentioned that to exercise your authority, you have to pray. And it's just a reminder for me that in the efficacy and the importance of prayer and the life of a Christian. So that's why I learned, basically. Okay, uh, there's an angel standing right here. I'm an angel. Everyone lift up your hands. You can stand too. Lift up your hands. This angel is here for some. The things that need to be sorted out. Alright, angels, there are things that need to be sorted out here. People came with issues that are demonic and things like that that need to be sorted out in their lives right now. So everybody, just say in the name of Jesus, right now, I exercise my authority. Satan, in any area of my life where you are having a hold, 
where there's a manipulation, whether in my family or my life in general, right now, take your hands off. Take your hands off. In the name of Jesus. Now angels go. Go and minister. Ministry spirits go now. That's it. You're going to minister. Any form of manipulation, whether it's sickness, disease, or something that's demonic. Now angels go. That's it. Minister to them, go. Go. There's more of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's it. Minister. 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 Yeah. That's it. Deal with those situations. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Maka to Anyone here with dream issues, manipulated dreams, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over that, that realm. Stops here now, in the name of Jesus. Sit down, take your hands off. Authority is being exercised. Any issue with your body right now, Satan's hands have been taken off. Healing is flowing right now in bodies. Healing is just flowing, just flowing right now. Things that have been shut down in your life. Revelation knowledge, light is coming. You are beginning to see. God is opening your eyes to those manipulations. God is opening your eyes to such things. And you are seeing. God is opening your eyes. As you are in this meeting, God is opening your eyes. And you are seeing areas you need to take your authority. Eyes have been opened to see where you should take your authority. Eyes have been opened to see. To see, to know where. To know where, to know where, to know, to know. Eyes have been opened to know. Mahandam. Eyes have been opened to know. Eyes have been opened to know. To know, to know, you know. The name of Jesus. Fratozo beavers. Eyes have been opened to know. To know and take your authority. In the name of Jesus. For that thing you told me about in the name of Jesus. Go! Out! Out! That's it. Go! Yeah. It's gone. My eyes have been open to know where to take your authority. Light is coming. Light is coming. Light of God's word. Things that I don't know you. God is sharing things. It's open your eyes. You will see. You will see the missing link. Receive light. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we just thank you for everything. Thank you for your words. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light to our path. We just give you praise and glory. Thank you for transformation in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.